0: Log Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to beauty talk i'm your host janice Tunnell for today's sunday april 2nd thank you guys for tuning in once again we greatly appreciate all of your support i just want to remind everyone that if you have a comment or question for us or for our guest tonight that you would give us a call at 914-803-4399 again that number is 914-803-4399 last week we had a wonderful wonderful conversation with a uh, hairstylist and beauty expert Katanda James. And so we decided to uh, bring her back again this Sunday night for part two of our conversation last week. Um, so much information shared, so many more questions to ask. So Katanda is joining us again um, tonight. So we're excited about that. I'm going to uh, turn it over to Ms. Denise so that she can greet you guys and tell you how to follow us on social media. Good evening, good evening, and welcome everyone uh, to Beauty Talk tonight. And just really quickly, I want to give a quick uh, some quick beauty news. Uh, but first, let me just say we will be out on Twitter, so you can follow us um, out there. We're beauty underscore talk, and we will be tweeting and using the hashtag uh, beauty talk. So if you have questions or comments, please um, leave them there. Or again, you can call in, um, as Denise stated earlier. But really quickly, uh, the Powder Group welcomes you to 2023 and their most exciting program of the year, which is TPG Pro to Pro. And so now that we're already into April, coming up next is uh, Talia Ashford, Global Complexion Explored, and that will take place um, April 10th. Again, Global Complexion Explored with Talia um, Ashford. Um, So this whole program, uh, TPG pro to pro is entirely free to TPG Pro members, union artists, that's um, Local 798 and Local 706 union artists, and PBA members, which is the Professional Beauty Association, uh, members and students, and will include a two-week rewatch on-demand option for each session. So TPG Pro members, there is nothing to do to register for the program. Um, you will automatically um, be sent out, all all current members will automatically be sent out the login details um, each month. Um, for union and PBA members as well and students, you can email Kenya at thepowdergroup.com if you're interested in registering. So again, for union members, PBA members, and students, you can email Kenya at thepowdergroup.com to register for each live broadcast, but for the powder group members you will automatically be sent the login details once you are registered you'll be added to the list each month and won't need to re-register again um, some of the sponsors for this event will be ESOM, omnia scandinavia sequin 1802 Sena uh, cosmetics cinema secrets rcma makeup tent 2 rebels and outlaws pet cosmetics and the list goes on so if you're interested In the Powder Group pro to pro you can register by going to thepowdergroup.com. There you will get more information, and you will also get the email to register, which is Kenya at thepowdergroup.com. All right. Well, let's jump right into our conversation with our guest this week. Again, we are speaking with Ms. Katanda Jay, and I'm going to bring her on the line right now. Hi,
1: everyone. Hey, Ladybug.
0: Hi. How are you? Hi.
1: I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm having some allergy issues all of a sudden, but spring is sprung, so yeah, Yeah. spring is here, so I guess that explains it.
0: Yes. Well, you know, spring started for us back in February, so... (laughs) Wow, well, we I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> Some of yes. us aren't as
1: fortunate.
0: <laughs> well, no, we are, we aren't as fortunate either, but um, because it hasn't been all great weather, so it start you know it warms yes. up, it gets a really warm, things start to bloom, mm-hmm. and then so therefore we have our allergy issues. We start seeing the um, the pollen fall down on our cars and everything else back in mm-hmm. February, but yet there have been plenty of cold days. Plenty of hot days and plenty of rainy days.
1: (laughs) It's all over the place. It's so crazy.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is. So last week you came on. um, You know, we talked a lot um, about. We had gotten into uh, talking a little bit about um, cosmetic ingredients and um, how do we know. you know, how to choose the right products for a specific hair type and that kind of thing. I wanted to start off the conversation tonight talking a little bit more about um, how to choose the right products for your specific hair type and needs. And and how do we know, how do we know, um, you know, what to choose or what to look for when choosing and, and to even know if, if that's the right thing and then, once we get it all home, like you know do we do we buy everything for instance, let say a specific brand, if we find something from a specific brand, do we buy all the products or do we um how do we decide what products to buy as well as um, how do we know how do we know what our care needs? I know that's a lot of questions in one, but <laughs>
1: yes, I think I can um. I think I can um, answer them as I, you know, one by one because it kind of flows together. So I always recommend, um, and I will give you guys like an aha moment, the back and the front of your product bottle is your cheat sheet. So Mm -hmm. when you're in the store... And you have all these products on the shelf. Now, you've already gotten in your mind, like, what your hair concerns are. Um, Hopefully, you, you know, you sort of know what your hair type is and what your needs are as far as, like, okay, is my hair dry? Is my hair frizzy? Is my hair, I don't know, is it super tangled? Um, So you have those ideas. You have those concerns in mind. So when you go to the store and you're in the aisle or even when you're shopping online, you just want to take a look at, typically it's on the front of the bottle because the front of the bottle will give you um, what the key call-outs are. And the key call-outs, call-outs are typically the benefits of the product. So you'll see a product that um, says it's going to smooth your hair. It's going to moisturize your hair it's going to um, aid in detangling so if those are the things that like are your biggest concerns because I know a lot of us um, especially curly hair people I know myself I can speak for myself um, first and foremost I actually have a lot of concerns <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes you won't be able to find one particular product that will address every concern so that's the other thing. You want to um, just take note of that. you want to read your bottle, use your bottle as a cheat sheet. Um, I actually have well I have products everywhere, but I have um, a product here in my hand. So this is the do Moose Step, and it's a texture foam. On the bottom, it says it detangles conditions, defines, shines in one step. So I know that these are all the things that I need for my hair. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get this because this is what I need. It's going to address all my concerns. The other thing you want to do is to read the back of the bottle because that, that goes a little bit, you know, deeper into detail. So it will tell you how to style with the product. It will tell you how to apply the product properly because that's the other thing, too. Sometimes we don't necessarily apply the product as the manufacturer or as the brand has advised you. And it's good to follow instructions in that way because that's how they've actually developed the product um, and tested the product for. So if they tell you, and I think I mentioned this last week, if they tell you to use, I don't know, a dime size of product, and I use like a 50-cent piece size of product, (laughs) Um, there could be some things that may not go so well. I'm that In that case, I'm overusing the product. The other thing is is with that, you can always add more product, but you can't really take away the product. Like once the product is in the hair or on the hair, you can't really take it away. So now you're just stuck with all this product in your hair. The other thing um, I would recommend is there are – brands that are known for certain things um and i know a lot of our natural hair community people are really savvy with their hair they're really knowledgeable with their hair so i think a lot what a lot of people do as well is they research the brand um to see what the brand is known for so for instance there is uh I'll just use the do again as an example um, just because it's right here on my counter. <laughs> but for the do, Maya is really, she's the founder, she's really big on helping us to save time in styling our hair. So I know sometimes we're like, oh, my gosh, the wash day is so dreadful, it's going to take me six hours. So you have to, like, actually really schedule in your wash day. With the do products, she has developed them in a way, and she's a licensed cosmetologist, Um, so she's developed them in a way so that you don't have to use seven different products to get a look or you don't have to use seven seven different products to get seven different um, benefits to a product. And that's one of the things you want to, you know, take a look at as well. I I also know that some people like spending a lot of time on their hair because they use it sort of like, you know, it's my spa day at home. It's relaxing. I have my little wash day playlist over here that I'm going to turn on, and I'm just going to make a day of it and enjoy doing my hair. So it just depends. A lot of um, product selection, too, outside of uh, your benefits and what your concerns are and what your needs are, it's also preference. So it's about preference, and I mean that in a way that there are so many different textures of hair products. Like I'm a curl cream girl, so I like creams. Some people like gels. Some people like lotion type. Some people like hybrid products where it, it's a, it starts as a gel and then it ends up, you know, acts as a foam. Um, so it just depends on your preference because – if you if you are, you know, a curl clean person like I am, and then you go to the store, you've heard about this product, oh, my gosh, I see that it's going to address, you know, all of my concerns and issues for my hair, I'm just going to try the gel. Well, if you're not really a gel person, you're probably not really going to like the results of a gel because different textures of products and different viscosities give you – different, they perform differently and they give you a different end result. So curl creams typically give you more of a softer, touchable, bouncier curl. Gels typically give you, because that's, you know, more of a a firm uh, type of hold as a styler, those typically give you a firm hold and a really, really good definition, but it's going to take a lot to kind of get it to where it looks lived in because it's made to give you that firm really defined look. So it it's it's really a lot about preference, knowing your concerns, and then also um, you know, doing your research on the brands.
0: Wow. What are some what are some concerns that you normally hear from people about um not only curly hair, but just like natural and curly hair. What are some concerns that you normally hear from people?
1: So uh, typically for naturals, um, curly hair, and even people that wear their hair straight, maybe blown out or maybe chemically straight, um, our hair type as um, the black hair community, we typically, we naturally have drier hair because the natural form of our hair is curly. So curlier hair is typically drier, they're, you know a few reasons why that is but the main thing is that because of the way the hair is structured so once it you know grows from the follicle it starts it automatically starts to curl coil um or you know spiral so when you have your natural you know you have your sebaceous glands at the scalp at the root and the natural oils we have those, just like we have them in our skin, and they will disperse and they will act. But on curly hair, because it's so curly, it doesn't spread or it doesn't disperse from the root through to the ends. So your hair, you can actually touch it at the scalp, like at the root, and it always feels super, you know, moisturized it looks super healthy, but once you get down past that and you get to the mid length to end, it begins to get drier and drier and drier. One, because it's not dispersing from the root to the ends. And then two because we are styling and manipulating our hair. So when we when we manipulate the hair, then that, you know, that puts tension on the hair and then that affects the elasticity in the hair. And then, you know, the, the, the length of our hair is the oldest part of our hair. And if we're not getting our regular trim, then you're going to start to see splits and fill splits, and the hair is just going to naturally be dry. So um, that's one of the reasons why. The other thing is unrelaxed hair. Yeah, you have, you know, chemically straightened the hair, but we always have to think back to how we started in its natural state it's curly so the same thing applies to someone that's wearing the hair natural you just straightened it now what happens is you've added that extra component of you know breaking down the integrity of the hair with the with the straightener and so your hair is straight your sebaceous blastoise is still working the same way but now the oil tends to disperse a little bit further down the hair shaft but then you have to think that your hair has been compromised from the straightener in the hair. So you have to still get your regular trims. You have to still, you know, use products that are super hydrating um, first. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a stickler about um, teaching people to hydrate. And and I mean, if you talk to your, I don't know, your physical, your no, not your physical trainer, but your personal trainer, or your workout partner, or your doctor to tell you to drink water <laughs> tell you to drink water because we need to we need to stay hydrated for our bodies to function properly our organs and all of that so it's the same thing with your hair our hair needs hydration same thing with your nose and skin so number one is always hydration and um then you need to be able to retain the moisture so that's Hydration and moisture work together, but water is hydration. And then moisture is basically just the ability to retain the water in your hair. Or the ability that, you know, your hair has the ability to even attract the moisture from the atmosphere to your hair. So when we start doing things and applying um, a lot of oils to our hair or a lot of heavier products that are going to coat the hair that actually is blocking the moisture from getting in and absorbing your hair so I don't know if that answered your question
0: <laughs> but just a little you know
1: scientific back backing to that
0: well, isn't it also true that you know manipulation because you just spoke about uh, manipulating the hair but you know manipulation and and you know, the dryness of, of curly hair can cause uh, breakage.
1: That's absolutely true. So we we have, well, I don't want to say we have to, but we, we all manipulate our hair to style our hair um, in various ways. Over-manipulation is where it starts to become a problem, where you start to get, you know, potential of breakage when you start to um, actually you can alter your curl pattern from over manipulating the hair so when I used to wear my hair up in a bun all the time I would do it and this is bad you guys but, but I would do it on wet hair and so like the front part of my hair where I'm brushing and pulling it back And, you know, securing it with the elastic band or, like, the um, no damage uh, ponytail holder, I would wear that style for, like, I don't know, a week at a time or sort of, like, as a protective style, a couple weeks at a time or whatever. It was, like, my go-to style when when my wash and go was a mess and I need to look for them, oh, we're just going to wear a top knot or a bun on the top. What started to happen with my hair is in the front... The curls became limp, and that's because of that over-manipulation consistently time and time again, and especially on wet hair. So, manipulating your hair because we do want to style our hair is not the bad thing, but it's when we over-manipulate. And that can mean, that could be different from everyone, because some people, the hair is a little bit stronger. It's not as fragile as non-fed. It has more elasticity and various reasons why it's denser. Um, and so each person has, it's like a different level of, okay, like I may be able to get, um, I don't know, knotless braids and never really wear my hair out um, in between. I get them done. I take them out and I go right back and get them done again. Well, some people, if their hair is a little thinner, if their hair is not doesn't have as much elasticity, they that that tension, like that consistent tension on their hair, can cause their hair to start breaking. Whereas my hair could be fine. So it just depends on your hair type and also the condition of your hair.
0: So Lisa we, uh, we have a, a general hair question from one of our listeners. He's saying that mm-hmm. she has she has color and is growing out and her hairstylist told her that her hair has been on, on on her ends. It said that it may be from the color. And she's wondering, is there a remedy for this?
1: Okay, so her hair is colored and it's growing out. And I, I missed mm-hmm. the part about what's happening on the end.
0: Um, her stylist told her that her hair is thin on the ends, mm-hmm. and said that it may be from oh, the color.
1: Her hair is thin on the ends. Yes, that could possibly be the reason why. Because, again... What's happening is when you're using hair color, just like when you're using, like, a a chemical straightener, you're chemically processing your hair. So that's going to break down the bonds in your hair. I won't go too far into that because it's a little bit um, more complicated to explain and then to understand, like, for the regular, you you know, the normal person, the consumer to understand. But what's happening is... um, with hair color, a lot of times, depending on if, I wonder if she has natural hair or she's relaxed. I'm just going to assume that she's possibly natural. So on natural hair with hair color, she's natural. Okay. So natural Mm -hmm. hair with hair color, it's not going to be as damaging. And I don't, I don't, I don't, because any you're doing any hair color to your hair, it's going to have a certain level of damage. But I think people take damage as like, oh, my gosh, my hair is going to break and it's going to crumble and fall off in the sink as I'm brushing it. So I don't want to say that. But, again, it has broken down the integrity of your hair. The other thing is the application and technique of applying the hair color is very important. Because once your hair is colored, just like with a relaxer, When you need to recolor after you've gotten your regrowth, you only want to address the roots of your hair. Well, we all know that hair color fades a lot, and especially depending on your hair care routine and the styles you do and the type of water that you have. And I don't know if you're on medications. And so your hair color can really fade. So you could say, like, oh, my gosh, I just got my hair color colored, like, three weeks ago, and it's already fading. So when you go to get your hair recolored in, I don't know, for week four, week five, week six, you want to refresh the color on the ends. Well, the thing with that is when you refresh the color on the ends, you don't need to refresh it for the full processing time because that hair is already colored. So really, you only want to refresh it, meaning you only want to pull it through to the end at, like, between... 10 minutes and five minutes before the color is fully processed. And that, again, will depend on the condition of your hair. So if someone has, like, thinning ends, the first thing I would say is, and this is what I tell all my clients, when you get your hair colored, this is going to become a a cut and color service because you always need to cut your hair after any chemical service, and I don't mean you need to chop it off and you don't have to take several inches off, but you need to cut the the very um, sensitized ends of your hair. So for some people, that might just be an inch. Some people, it sounds like in her case, she might need a couple inches or three inches, but you want to do that regularly, just the same as with a relaxer and not necessarily because you're refreshing the relaxer through the ends, but just because those those strands are uh, the integrity has been broken down and it needs to trim that away because otherwise it's sort of like a, I don't know, a a bush that has, um, you know, you know how you go out and you trim your bushes. <laughs> that's what you need to do with your hair because you need to get rid of that stuff that's that's no longer any good, that stuff that's really, you know, dead. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look healthy. The other thing is with, that I think she should if her stylist is coloring her hair obviously the stylist knows because she knows how she's applying the color she knows what type of color she's applying the only thing is she doesn't really she can advise her as to how to maintain it and do her hair at home to ensure that it stays healthy and moisturized and you know even give her tips on how not to um, or how to help her hate her hair from fading as quickly Um, she needs to talk to her stylist because there could be a lot of times we, you know, our diet may be off. We may have some deficiencies in our vitamins. Um, We may not be drinking a lot of water. So now her hair is like dehydrated and it's going to start breaking from the ends. It's not going to start breaking so much from the roots, but from the ends. So I think that's a conversation she could have, but I think that, depending on the way that the color is being applied, how often it's being applied, and if it's being pulled through the ends every single time, I think a stylist could possibly be right that it's probably the hair color because her hair is over-processed.
0: Now, is there a certain product that everyone should use if, they're, if they have color-treated hair?
1: There – I wouldn't say there's a certain product, but when you have color-treated hair – you always want to use um, your wash products, which are the wet products, the shampoos and conditioners. You always want to use a color care shampoo and conditioner, and that it'll it'll say that right on the bottle as well. Um, some products are not specifically for color treated hair; they're not made specifically for color treated hair they don't necessarily call it out but you will see like in on the back of it it will say this is safe to use on color treated hair but products that are specifically um, formulated for color treated hair those are the products that you want to use because again it's been formulated and tested to work on color treated hair in a way that for the most part and this might sound bad but <laughs> For the most part, when we color our hair, we just want our hair color to stay fresh and to look vibrant and shiny like forever. Well, Mm -hmm. that's just not possible. So when you use those color-treated products, then that's going to help to preserve your hair color. But it's also because, again, typically when you color your hair, your hair can become drier. Um, so it's also going to help to, you know, moisturize your hair and it's not going to strip or remove the color. Like it's not going to strip your hair if it's natural oils and it's not going to um, increase the fading on the hair. So it actually helps to prevent, or I don't want to say prevent because it's still going to happen, but it, it will help to prolong um, the fadage from happening from your hair color. Now, the thing is, is people are like, okay, well, I use that especially myself, my hair is color-treated, I can't use that every single time I shampoo my hair. Or I can't necessarily use that, like, today and then alternate next week. I have to use, um, like, I have to put myself on a schedule. So if my hair is freshly colored, then I will Mm -hmm. use my color-treated products because it's fresh, and you don't want, like, when your hair is fresh, like, even at the salon we tell them, Don't shampoo your hair for X amount of days. Don't use hot water. Use cold water. Because if you use hot water, if you shampoo your hair tomorrow and you just got a color today, it's going to fade away because it's fresh color. So what Mm -hmm. I do is I alternate between my regular, you know, shampoos and conditioners that I use, but I alternate with the color treated. So when I first get it done, I'll use my color treated for like the first couple times I shampoo my hair. And then I'll start to use, I'll alternate. So I'll use the um, the shampoo for, like, my first shampoo, and then I might use my moisture shampoo after, and then I'll just use my mask or conditioner after that. But it's a lot of times we need to alternate products as well, because some products, again, they're not made to do or address every concern, they're only made to address certain concerns so that's made to address the fadage of your hair color preserve your hair color but then your moisture is going to give you an accelerated like intense moisture treatment on your hair so you want to alternate the product and i advise a lot of people to do that even with even within like the the change of um seasons so like in the summertime. If you're – well, this is it, – it's environmental as well, so depending on where you live and what the climate is. But if you live in places where it gets really cold in winter time, your hair tends to get super dry in the winter because the air is dry, it's crisp, it's cold, and it's the same as your skin. So you might want to just use your moisture products, like, all the way throughout winter. But then in the summertime, unless you're just out there with your hair hanging out all in the sun <laughs> – Um, with no protection, you don't have a hat on, you can use your products that have, you know, UVA and UVB uh, protectants, Um, then your hair is going to get dried out from the sun. But typically your hair is not as dry in the the summertime because also there's a certain level of humidity in the air in the summertime. So, again, your hair is absorbing the um, moisture from the air, like from the environment. So even in the summertime, you may want to alternate your products because if you're using like all of the moisture products dissolved throughout the summer and you're a person that your hair really is not excessively dry, it's just naturally dry because your hair is naturally curly, then you could get into a situation where your curls become limp because it's coated. You're just, you know, overdosing on the moisture part of it, but you want to just Pretty much like your wardrobe in your closet, we shift, again, this is for people that actually have some level of seasons going on still. Um, You actually switch over your closet, the clothes, to fit the weather outside and the climate. So that's the same as what you want to do with your hair care products and even your skincare
0: products. Give me your top five hair care tips. Wow. Okay, let's see.
1: So my top five hair care tips, what would that be? I think generalize it because I would say it's more like on an individual basis. But the top five things that we all need to do, one would be we – I don't care if your hair is curly and hopefully definitely if it's straight but we all need to use shampoo not co-wash for the rest of our lives <laughs> like we <laughs> need a traditional shampoo um, because you need to cleanse away the products and build up that gets on your hair strands to allow the products to actually work to allow the products to absorb so shampoo um, a good shampoo is in my top, I would say that's number one. Um, number two would be, um, we have to embrace the hair that we have. Um, and even if we're wearing protective styles, you still need to embrace your natural hair and care for your natural hair. So. A lot of times we want something that we don't have. So, like, my hair, now that I'm getting older, it's getting thinner. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want that thick hair. <laughs> but, you know, I have to embrace what I have. So I have to learn how to work with my hair as it is because I like there's really nothing that there's there's some things that you can't change about your hair when it comes to like how it grows out of your head so how much you know cr- like the curly texture in your hair people that have curlier texture sometimes they want looser texture people that have a looser texture they're like oh my gosh I wish my hair was curly so just embrace the hair that you have the same as if your hair is naturally straight embrace it find ways to work with your hair. Because the thing is, is that if we love on our hair, our hair will love us back. So we just need to give our hair what it needs in order to let us, you know, shine, (laughs) let your hair shine, let your hair flow, let your hair bounce, let it shake. Um, We have to give it what it needs in order to do the things that we want it to do. Hair is a lot of times, um, People say, oh, my gosh, my hair is just, it's so unruly. It is, but if you learn to work with it and you learn the products that it, it, you know, you learn the products that your hair actually loves, you get your, um, and this would be number three, you get your regular haircuts. And I, you know, I don't say trims because as a hairstylist, a cut is a cut. It doesn't matter how much you're taking off. You're still going through the same you know, it's the same technique. <laughs> so it's a haircut. But I know a lot of times the word cut scares people for those people that don't want to lose their inches. Um, so that would be number three. Get your hair trimmed, schedule them regularly because like um, the, the um, listener said um, in the question before, when you know that your hair is super healthy, it's the same thickness and the same depth from root to end. You know, sometimes you see people, the hair is super thick at the top and then the mid-shaft, and then you get to the ends and it's all see-through. That's unhealthy hair. You just need to lose all of that because what's going to happen is it's going to keep splitting up the hair shaft, and now instead of being see-through from, for the last three inches, now it's going to end up being see-through for the last six inches, and now you have to get, like, more of um, the hair taken off. So haircuts are very important. Um, It also helps –
0: I'm sorry, how often should should, uh, we be getting the haircuts?
1: So if you want to grow your hair out um, or if you want to, like, maintain uh, the length, um, I always say anywhere between – like, you don't want to go beyond 12 weeks, and that would be three months. But we all know people that have short haircuts you're getting your hair cut all the time because it's growing out of the style, it's growing out of the shape, or it's still keeping the shape because if you have a great haircut, it typically grows in that shape until you get to a certain length. Um, but now it doesn't look how you want it to look or you have to style it a little differently because it's too long in the front. So those people that have shorter haircuts, um, I, would, I always recommend at least every six to eight weeks just to keep the shape. Um, For people that are not really trying to grow it out, but they want, you know, to keep length of tension, a 10-week point is good for them as well. I know for curly, well, for me, and then some of my clients that I coach, I personally, I'm cutting my hair. (laughs) This is bad. But I'm cutting my hair, like, every time I'm doing my wash day, because what happens is, the thing is with curls is like no two curls are the same. And I can wash it this week, and I, and you know it looks great. There are no curls out of place. Everything's cut to you know precision. But then next week I come back and I could maybe I'm using a different product, so maybe it's giving me more stretch or you know. And so now the curls are out of and this curl over here and over here is too long. I'm just snipping away. But the other thing too is. A lot of times when you have a lot of frizz at the ends or when you're brush, you know, clumping your curls and running your fingers through or using your brush to clump them, when it starts to get, um, like when it starts to catch at the ends of the hair, you need to have a haircut because either you're getting the knots, um, and people call them the fairy knots, or you you have split ends, and those need to be cut away because, again, they're just going to keep splitting up the hair shaft. So at the very least, you can cut your hair um, six to eight weeks if you have a shortcut. And then the longest, I always say do not go beyond 12 weeks because at that point you're at three months. And it's, you know, it especially when you're styling your hair in different ways, even when you're wearing protective styles, you want to make sure that those ends are not getting ragged. And I think if you think about it, you could sort of, the transition from when you just got your fresh haircut or your fresh trim to 12 weeks later, you're like, oh, I need to do something. So that's like the time frame that I recommend. But, again, everyone is uh, different. Every individual is different because some people, their hair grows faster, so their cut may grow out a little bit faster. Um, and then it's about preference. But for the people that do not like getting – any shears or scissors near their hair, <laughs> I would say do not go any longer than 12 weeks. Yeah, because I have a actually... Couple...
0: No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go, ahead. Go, well, go ahead. I was going
1: to say, it's, when you think about it, you're like, that, that seems pretty awesome to be getting my hair cut. But mm. in actuality, <laughs> a lot of people say that. In actuality, it is not because it... You have to keep those split ends from showing up, because otherwise, if you go, say for instance, you go beyond twelve weeks, and now we're hitting the sixteen week mark, you're you're gonna have to get more of your hair cut. So it's like you're starting all over again anyway. You don't really retain that length. So I think mm-hmm. if sometimes people think of it in that way, then it makes a little more sense. But the thing, the other thing is too, when you get used to having your regular haircut you start to like it because your hair looks so much more healthy it feels healthier it looks healthier um it looks thicker so i think um it's just getting into that regular scheduled haircut um you know to get comfortable with it and not think of it as like oh my gosh i just grew my hair and now i'm cutting off what i grew mm-hmm
0: <laughs> mm-hmm okay um, <laughs> i'm just laughing because you know we've all been there before <laughs> um mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of split ends, I have a couple of um, myths that I want to talk about, and you can let me know if they're true Mm -hmm. or false and you can elaborate. Um, But one Mm -hmm. of the ones that says split, split ends can be repaired. That is absolute myth. Split ends
1: cannot be repaired, but they can be sealed temporarily. So if you, um, let me think of a product. There's a product that um, the main choice has. It's called the split-in serum. You put it up, you know, just at the ends of your hair. Your ends will, you know, because of the way that it works, it's sort of like, if you think of a split-in, it's like, two, I don't know how to explain it without a diagram. It's like two breaks in a straight line you have one going this way and one going this way but it's all on the same strand but that's what's happening at the end when you apply something like like a product like that it will mesh those two strands that are split it will put them back together until you shampoo your hair again or until you manipulate it again like it's not forever like that's that's the thing with like and it's sort of like it's a it's a very tricky conversation to have because we have all these products that say it's going to fix my damaged hair. But really nothing fixes damaged hair except for hair, like shears, shears and scissors. Snip it right mm-hmm. off,
0: it's fixed. <laughs> like, that just that That's
1: the only thing. So we can help it. We can like put a Band-Aid on it. It's like going to... You know, the doctor, and they put a Band-Aid on it, but you take the Band-Aid off, and you still have the cut there. It hasn't, like, you know, it's still open, an open cut, open wound. put the Band-Aid on it, and it's stopping it from bleeding and doing all this stuff. But when you take the Band-Aid off, you're still wounded. So with your hair, your hair doesn't have the ability even to fix itself like your skin does. Your skin Mm. will, like, when the, you know, rejuvenation of the cells (laughs) happen in the Mm -hmm. skin eventually that cut that paper cut you have it will close right up but your hair those split ends they're not going to close right up on you right only if you use like a, a something that totally addresses split ends but it's for it's very it's temporary until you put water back to your hair or until you put a brush through the hair um it's just inevitable. It, it, it's sad, I know. <laughs> but you think if, you know, we could all fix our damaged hair, or our, we could all fix our split ends, we would all be walking around here like a Rapunzel. <laughs> I know I would.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's, here's another myth. Um, short hair is easier to manage and maintain? (laughs) That's so funny
1: because I just posted a question on my Instagram page about that. I don't, I can't necessarily say, I wouldn't say it is or isn't a myth because when it comes to styling your hair, some people are super good at styling their hair. It doesn't matter how long it is, how short it is. It doesn't matter if it's straight or curly. But then we have people that are not good at all with styling their hair. So a lot of times I feel like the people that aren't really good at styling their hair, I think that they think if they chop all their hair off, yeah, their hair is going to be short, but it's going to be so much easier. And that's not necessarily true because, especially with, if you think about having a short, unrelaxed hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy when you leave a salon and you go home and you wrap it for however long you keep your hair until you shampoo it. But two weeks later, those curly roots start coming in, and what are you going to do? Because now you have curly roots and you have those straight ends, and you don't have a style where you could just braid it up, and no one you even it, it makes it a little bit more complicated. So you constantly have to right. get, you know, go back to the salon and have them style it because um, there's a trick you could do with like molding your hair down when your roots start to come in, and if you mold it properly and you know dry it 100% dry in the dryer, you can actually really smooth those roots out so that it matches the ends of your hair that are straight, better. but, again, a lot of people aren't savvy with their hair. The other thing is it's growing out of the cut. The thing with curly hair, short versus long, when your curly hair is short, and I hear a lot of people um, talk about this when they're doing, like, their tutorials or they're on YouTube and they're styling their hair, they're even though their hair is short, they're still on there shingling their hair or doing finger curls on their hair. And it's short So mm-hmm. you're still going to do the finger co- you're still going to do the finger coils, or you're going to shingle your hair when it's longer. You're still doing the same technique. It's just on a different length of hair. It might not take as long because the hair is shorter, but I wouldn't necessarily say it makes it easier. The other thing too, with short hair, you still have to learn your hair and what it likes and you still have to do trial and error in products and see what works and still does not So it's still the same concept, but I think that's more of, I think it's more individual as well. Like it depends on the person that we're talking about because some people can style any length and it's going to be popping. (laughs) And other people you're like, Mm -hmm. girl, you probably should just get your hair done all the time at the salon because I don't know what you're doing. Do you need some help? Um, You probably have done that braid out like seven times, and we have not seen any improvement. So, (laughs) just go to the stylist and get it done. So, I think that's more of a a individual type thing.
0: Well, the people who who wear short hairstyles and you know constantly, you know, maybe getting it. I don't know what the upkeep of a short style is like when someone has a short style and they come back to the salon, let's say on a regular basis, like every two weeks or something like that, are you trimming a little bit more? And if that's the case, are they more likely we'll see less split ends than for somebody who has whose hair is longer? Um, yes. So depending
1: on, um, because typically when you, you are wearing your hair natural or naturally curly, you don't go to the salon as often,
0: because you mm-hmm. don't really
1: need to. But when you're wearing your hair, um, like in a, it's relaxed, or you're wearing a straight, uh, pixie cut, short cut, cropped cut, you do have to. Well, I don't want to say you have to, but in order to maintain the cut and the style, you should probably visit the hairstylist, like I every mean, few. That's. I think that's about the time frame that people tend to go when they're wearing their hair straight and they have a pixie or crop cut with curls you can wear your pixies or crop cuts for a long time because remember you have the shrinkage that is working in your favor so even though your hair is growing out it's curling up so you don't really see the growth as much but when you are wearing your hair straight you see it and then because they are getting their hair cut all the time If you have short hair and you're getting your hair cut all the time and you still have split ends, I think that could be more of a different type of issue because if you're constantly getting your hair cut or trimmed up every two weeks, you're not going to have any Mm -hmm. split ends. Mm -hmm. Right. Unless your hair, say you bleach your hair and your hair is just fried. (laughs) It has to grow all (laughs) the way out from the bleach in order to get rid of that Damaged hair that we can't fix. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> um, here's another myth: curly hair equals tangled hair. Um,
1: I will have to say that is not a myth. From mm. my experience and just doing all types of curls and all, you know, curl formations and curl types and um, different densities and all that, curls tend to tangle because what happens is the hair is curly. So every strand of hair has a cuticle layer. And with curly hair, the hair is curly and it's like, pretty much each curl is causing friction to the next curl. That's why a lot of times we like to clump our curls because it kind of puts your hair in a clump and it's more of like a chunk of hair versus these individual curls that are trying to go haywire every which way. So what happens when the cuticles don't lay the same way, then the hair gets tangled. So you have curls that are going every which way. The cuticle layers are going every which way along with the curls. They're fighting each other and causing friction against each other. So that's what actually contributes to the detangling. Also dryness, more so like excessively dry hair, contributes to the tangles as well, but also those split ends. So I would say that's not a myth. Um, It's sort of like if you think about people that, um, this used to happen to me when I used to work in the <laughs> the salon back in the day, um, and nothing against any brand that still has pack extension hair. But that pack extension hair, you would wonder why maybe a couple days later after you did your client's hair, you see them in the grocery store and you're like, Girl, why is your hair sticking straight out in the back? It's because <laughs> it's because those mm-hmm. strands, those cuticles on that back is not laying all the same, but it's coming from different heads of hair and it's causing that friction and again it's just sticking out. It's all matted up and tangled up. It's the same thing. Your cuticle keeping your cuticle flat, as flat as possible and as close as possible is the key to healthy shiny hair. Um that's why we also advise people to do a cold rinse when you're rinsing away your mask or your conditioner, rinse it in cold water because it helps to seal the cuticle. Because if your cuticle is still open, it's it's going to cause major issues.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, the cuticle, you should really love your cuticle and take care of it. <laughs>
0: Right. (laughs) Um, Let's see if I have another one here. These are really interesting. Um,
1: I know. Such good questions.
0: No, here's one. Let's see. I thought I had one. Um, You should clear of sulfates and silicones.
1: I was waiting for on. one of these questions.
0: <laughs> now, when I so, ask a question I'm asking in regards mm-hmm. to any hair type. Mhm. Yeah, okay. that's
1: any hair type because um so sulfates they're like tons of different sulfates. Um just like there's various different types of silicones the best way to, way to explain like what sulfates do is um in shampoos and then even in conditioners because conditioners actually have cleansing aids in them although they're not a cleanser mm-hmm. or a shampoo um mm-hmm. so with sulfates it's It's been known that they can strip your hair of its, you know, natural moisture. And so what we think of sulfates is like more so the foaming aspect of the shampoo. So how much foam do you get in the shampoo? But again, it's also in other products outside of shampoo, but when people... Speak about you know no sulfates, no sulfates. I think it's they're typically, generally speaking, about it being in shampoos and more particularly with um, curly hair and or color-treated hair. But <laughs> I I actually don't mind sulfates in my products. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. the products I actually use in my hair. Um, Because it, the thing is is that, first of all, how much of the sulfate, like, is it highly concentrated with sulfate or is it just a little bit? Um, Also, the way that ingredients work together within, like, a, full-on formula is it kind of doesn't change the functionality of the ingredient, but things work together within a formula to make the formula better, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is when silicones are they have some like they have a bad wrap for various reasons. I won't get into all of them. But for one thing, with silicones, it's um, an environmental thing too. Um, but I actually prefer a good silicone <laughs> because it gives the slip that I need for my hair. Um, and so you can get slip from different ingredients. But I'll just give an example. So, some silicones are really bad, just like some sulfates are really bad. And typically when they are, they are blacklisted from being in any product across the world. So, what happens is there's a, a list that comes out, I don't know the technical name of the list, but when we're working in product development, it's called a blacklist. And ever so often we have to go through this blacklist and every single brand, every single company has to abide by this blacklist, and they have to remove whatever ingredients are on this blacklist. They have to remove it from their formulas. Like there's no if, ands, or buts about it, because it becomes illegal for you to have it in the product. And I'm talking across the globe, China, here in America, Canada, like everywhere. So typically when an ingredient is really, really hazardous, and like super harmful, then that's when it's blacklisted and you can no longer have it in your formula. Like a while back, mm-hmm. there was this particular ingredient that was in all hair color, and everyone was freaking out because they had to remove it from their formula, and this particular ingredient was actually what helped – um the The hair color to like oxidize and like activate, mhm, so everyone's like, How are we going to how how is our hair color going to perform because we gotta take this we have to remove this from the hair color, but of course, you know chemists they can mix up and they can substitute it's like a great cook or a great baker. <laughs> You don't have something for your cake. Oh, my gosh, I ran out of this. Well, I'm going to add a little of this to substitute. And it might change it slightly, but you can still end up with a really great cake. So I feel like that is, I don't want to say, I will, no, this is what, I won't say it's a myth. I will say to a certain extent, it is true, depending on what your current situation is with your hair. Um, what's going, you know, what you have in your hair, hair color, or if your hair is curly, or if you, even sometimes certain, um, some people have certain allergies to certain things. So I wouldn't say it's a myth, but I I will say it's one of those things that I am pretty neutral about. I'll just say that.
0: Nice. Well, final Mm -hmm. question, even though, you know, this kind of stuff I could talk about all night long, but (laughs) Um, I
1: know. I'm going to have to call you up.
0: We could talk about it all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people are always interested in knowing how do you grow your natural hair?
1: Oh, my gosh. How do you grow your natural hair? So that could mean a lot of things. Because your natural hair is growing just like it would if you had a relaxer. It's just that you don't see the length. Like you don't really actually see the growth. Mm -hmm. You might need to stretch your curl, stretch it all the way out to see the growth. Or you might need to do, I remember um, some years back, everyone was doing a length check. (laughs) <laughs> so that they can see the growth. So, you know, you have right. your T-shirt right. on and it has the inches on the back. So oh, the yeah. thing is, is your hair grows. <laughs> yeah, so our hair grows from the, the the scalp, the root. So it's growing. It's just that with curly hair, because of the shrinkage, you don't see the growth. And we actually relate growth to length. Yeah. So because we don't see the link, we're like, oh, it's not growing longer, it's growing bigger. But it's growing bigger mm-hmm. because it means it's longer. It just defies gravity. <laughs> so it grows <laughs> outward and not downward. So that there that's my answer to that. Like your your hair is growing. It's just that you don't see the length. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: even with me myself. So my curl pattern Because I used to be a person, I was always flat ironing my hair. And so it altered my curl pattern. And my curls were seemingly very loose, like more so like a 3A-ish, 3B-ish. And even when I started, like, going back and forth between curly and straight. Well, when I, I haven't... Straighten my hair in Like years Literally probably since mm-hmm. like 2019 Or 2020 And so My cur- my my hair is at the most Healthiest state it's been because there's Been no heat I haven't blown dried it Anything it's just strictly mm-hmm. Natural the only thing I've done Is I color my hair and I don't Color my hair super light so it doesn't really Alter my curl pattern um, And then I use like a hair color that has Oil technologies and all that so my curls are like really different than what they used to be. And for people like you that have known me forever, you can probably look mm-hmm. back. Even you can scroll my Instagram and see the the change in my curls. So when my hair was looser, you saw the length of my hair because they were looser curls. But now my hair is more curly. You don't really see the length, but it's still the same length as it was then. But right. it's curlier. So you don't see that. So that's I think I think that's the thing that we get um, caught up on is seeing the, the length as far as like visually, um, as it's styled and things like that. Like even when your hair is wet, it's more stretched than when it's dry. Mm-hmm. It shrinks, shrinks, shrink, shrinks when it gets dry. So that's the thing. Your hair is still growing because it grows from the root. Um, the only thing is, though, too, if you're not getting your trims and those split ends are traveling up, you will see, like, it's like your hair is giving it its own haircut because of the split ends. Right, right. Um, right. So that's the thing, yeah. I, I would say in order to see that length that people want, you know, you have to style your hair differently. You have to stretch your hair. Maybe do a braid out or a twist out or, um, I mean, you could heat stretch it and then style it in a uh, twist out or braid out. But otherwise, you won't really see it. If your curls are anywhere beyond, even with a 3A, like, it still shrinks. So if it's more than know, wavy, of, you don't you don't really see it.
0: Um, a lot of people say they like, who have natural hair, say they like to grow their hair out by wearing protective styles.
1: So that's the thing. Um So what a protective style, it's just that, what it says. It protects the hair. Um, So you can, like we spoke about earlier, you don't have the over-manipulation of the styling because you're in a protective style, and you don't have to do that. But the only thing that I advise and encourage and stress with protective styles, you still have to take care of your hair underneath. So take care of your hair underneath. Otherwise, your hair will grow out, but then you will have some of the same issues as if you're not wearing a protective style. You're not getting your, you know, taking care of your scalp. You're not doing great scalp care because a clean scalp is the key to, like, healthy, flourishing hair. Um, You're not getting your hair trimmed. Um, There's too much tension. That can cause um, terrible, terrible traction alopecia. That can cause, like... That can cause a lot of different things. Um, so you just want to make sure, whomever you're going to your protective style, or to get your protective style, you want to make sure that not only is this person a natural hairstylist, but this person has to really, really, really be into healthy hair. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, sometimes us hairstylists, we're not, we're all about the style, we're all about the look. We're not really into the health of the hair. And a lot of people, if you see, you, you can see it and scroll online and see that people are complaining about their edges. They don't have any edges, so they're getting these sew-ins all the time or they're wearing these wigs all the time. The edges are coming out. Um, they are, their braids are too tight, so it's pulling their hair out. They're getting traction alopecia. They're, like, all these things can go wrong even when you're doing a protective style. And unfortunately, some of those things are irreversible. Like, you can't, you can't fix it.
0: Hmm.
1: So it will grow because you're not touching it <laughs> if you're not caring for it. Um like don't leave your weave in for four months because that scalp if you if you have a net underneath <laughs> and all those tracks, that scalp is crying. It's crying to get out. And the other thing is our hair follicles need oxygen to do what it does. Like you need the oxygen to grow your hair to your hair follicle right so you don't want to keep it right. covered up all the time a lot of times i don't know if you remember but i remember a lot of times when um like when i was a little girl the the um ladies that used to wear wigs um
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the time like you never saw their hair and they kept it covered and then for whatever reason, even when I was working in the salon, they take the wig off and you want to style the hair because sometimes every now and then people just want a good shampoo so you can, you know, get that scalp massage. And like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So a lot of times it's because your hair your hair follicles cannot breathe. <laughs> it needs to breathe. <laughs> they need the oxygen to grow. <laughs> like so you got to take that stuff off. It 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 should only be a temporary thing. And, and I always recommend to take breaks in between. And I feel like a lot of other stylists do as well, like give your hair a break and then come back in a week or two, and then we'll braid it back up or we'll, you know, sew it back up or whatever. But it right. has to breathe. I know in 2020, I was wearing my bonnet around the house a lot. Like, I wouldn't take it off because where am I going in 2020? Except for on a Zoom meeting, that's the only time I would take it off. And then I had to think about, like, oh, my gosh, Katanda, you are going to lose your hair. You got to get that bonnet off your head. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you have to think about that, even when we're wearing protective styles.
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This has been amazing. Amazing. Yes, I so appreciate it. it. I love
1: yes. it. You know,
0: I, I'll talk all day. You know what? We should probably plan to do a, um, a IG live and and continue that. the conversation. Yeah, so we'll have to plan it for one uh, for one day. That will be fun. Sounds
1: good to me. That would be fun, and then cool. we, I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, when you're on IG lives, you get a lot more comments because I guess that comment mm-hmm. section is so easy to type in right there. So maybe we'll get mm-hmm. more
0: questions. and
1: Yeah, I could actually show mm-hmm. products in the IG live. Yep.
0: Yep, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're we're going to plan it and do that one day. That would All be right, great. That sounds good. All right, right, ma'am, Thank you so much for coming back on again this Sunday night. We greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you bringing me back. All right. So until we do our live, we will uh, chat with you really soon.
1: Yes, we will. Chat soon. Thank you, everyone. All right.
0: Thank you, Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for those who um, sent in questions. We greatly appreciate it. Um, again, that was fun. Like I said, I could I could ask hair questions all night long. Um, so, so we'll plan to to do a Instagram live from our beauty um, from our beauty talk account um, with Katanda at some point coming up real soon. So we'll keep you posted as to when that will be. But that should be fun because, like I said, we can have more questions. We're not limited to time, and um, and like she said, there's a lot of comments and questions um, during the live, so it'll be helpful. So if, Even if you don't know what questions to ask, you'll see what everybody else is talking about. So that should be fun. Well, we do have to get up very early tomorrow, so thank you guys for um, tuning in, and thank you guys for um, adjusting with this new time that we're trying out just for a couple of um, weeks just to see how this goes. Um, But we greatly appreciate your support. So until next Sunday night, We're excited about next Sunday's guest, too, but we'll talk more about that. Um, Not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, yeah. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that um, a little later. In the meantime, have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.